Hello and welcome to Wake Up, Take a Minute with Andrea Holman. I hope you are ready to have a wonderful time today learning about my ministry and others who are encouraging you to grow and show love. In a world of noise, it's hard to know who to listen to and who to tune out. Thank you for your bold choice today listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute with me, your host, Andrea Holman. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are listening to me from today. Interestingly enough, today I have a thunderstorm going on outside of my home, and I think it's very fitting given the fact that today's episode is called Sons of Thunder. This goes along with my current series, which is Who's a Mama Lion? I am, and I'm not going to stop. Today we are going to be talking about the boys. Don't worry, we will get to the girls eventually. I decided that each of them deserve their own series, given the factor that they are each unique, and I just have so much to say about all of them. So let's talk about the Sons of Thunder and discuss how they are still relevant today. How many of you out there have sons? If you do, you know what I'm talking about when I say they each have very different personalities. It's funny to me how much my kids resemble each other, however look so differently at the same time, and how much they can act alike and yet still have their own personalities and uniqueness about them. It just is a marvel to me the way we are designed. Well, I have three sons, each with their very own personality. One, I would say he's a lover. Another, a biter. From a very young age, he was a biter. The other, well, he's a fighter and he always has been. You know, when your kids are little, you start to see their individual personalities emerge. It's an awesome thing to watch them grow up and develop. Oh, believe me, it's a struggle along the way. There are many things as a mom I did not understand, I promise you that. But as they grow and as we grow as parents, we continue to mature and think through some of the aspects of what we see them experiencing and recognize some of the changes that are taking place in their heart. Not that we could ever see them all. That's the great and scary thing about God. God doesn't have to be told our heart. Our heart is revealed to him. So I don't have to explain my heart to God for myself or for my children because he has that knowledge already within him. Just as he knew the hearts of James and John, the sons of thunder. The sons of thunder are actually only referenced one time in the Bible as this. It's in Mark 3, verse 17. In the NIV, it reads, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, to them he gave the name Boanerges, which means sons of thunder. Many people have asked the question, why were they given the name? However, it is not explained in the Bible as to why Jesus bestowed this name on them, but there is speculation. After all, there were only three apostles who were given a sobriquet or nickname. There was Peter, the rock. Yes, Dwayne Johnson, I'm so sorry. You were not the first rock. Not that you claimed to be either. <laughs> and there was James and John, Sons of Thunder. They were the only three apostles to receive nicknames. Why is that? Well, that's not what my episode is about. So back to the Sons of Thunder. Why were they given this name? It may have to do with their personalities, or it could have to do with the purpose God intended them to fulfill. As a mother, I can say I want my children to fulfill their purpose, but with all honesty, the thing that intrigues me is thinking through what Jesus would have named my kids. I can't even imagine. <laughs> Stop and think about that for a second. I mean, for each of my kids, I could build a personality chart right now and can come up with a pretty good name for them. However, I don't know their heart like God does. So the name I would have bestowed on them 
Maybe Jesus would have given them a different name. One thing is for certain, God does not make mistakes. Therefore, giving them this nickname certainly had a purpose. If you look at some of the stories based around James and John, you can tell that they were very passionate and they had a temper. Like the story in Luke when Jesus and the disciples were traveling to Jerusalem and they needed to find shelter for the night. There was a nearby Samaritan village which actually refused them to stay once they found out they were traveling to Jerusalem. Now when James and John heard of this, they were upset. In fact, so upset, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But Jesus rebuked them, which basically means he checked them <laughs> and told them no. Hey y'all, this is Andrea Holman. If you would like to learn more about me, my upcoming music releases, speaking events, songwriting, or podcast that's happening now, please go on over to my website at andreaholman.com or you can visit my Facebook at Official Andrea Holman. There you can get all the latest and greatest. Have you ever been checked by God? I certainly have. It's not fun either, especially when he is patiently trying to teach me the lesson and I have failed once again to comprehend the full effect of the lesson. I am so glad that he is a patient teacher. You can see how their strong, passionate nature could be reason enough to call them the sons of thunder. God certainly knew their heart and their nature. Clearly, there was reason. However, there is speculation that they were given the name due to the fact of their purpose. I said it before, and I'll say it again. As a mother, I want my children to fulfill their purpose, and I certainly hope they figure it out much faster than I did. But one thing I know for certain, they will arrive to the knowledge at the exact time they are supposed to. So how can we examine the Sons of Thunder's purpose? Well, that's pretty straightforward and easy. Let's look at what they actually did later in life and see if that gives us any insight as to why Jesus would have possibly given them this name. The first thing we have to do is understand the definition of thunder. So you know me, I go to my trusty Google search and what do I find? Well, thunder as a noun is a loud rumbling or crashing noise heard after a lightning flash due to the expansion of rapidly heated air. As a verb, it's the action of thunder. Now, of course, I have to look it up also as biblical terminology. So what does thunder mean? Thunder, in Hebrew, is known as the word kol, K-O-L. The definition is very clear. It's the voice of God. How about that? Can you imagine knowing that that word means the voice of God and being nicknamed that? I would think that would cause a little pressure myself. Maybe you're sitting there thinking to yourself the same thing I was thinking to myself as I went through this episode. I wonder what Jesus would have given me as a nickname. A sobriquet. And I could come up with a few right off the bat. However, two that stuck out in my mind were excited one and friendly one. I looked both of them up because you know I'm going to do the translation. <laughs> I just can't help myself. I definitely do not pronunciate them correctly, so I apologize in advance, but it gives you some idea of what it would have sounded like. So, for excited one, Ehad Nirgash. And then we have friendly one, Yedidot I think they both sound pretty cool, but it does bring to mind, I wonder, when God looks at my heart, what does he see? Have you ever stood out in the middle of a thunderstorm? For those of you who have followed me, 
you know that I grew up on the Tennessee River. We had storms that would come through the valley often, and I speak a lot about how the thunderstorms always seemed to calm me. I loved it when the clouds would roll in, the rain would storm down, and you could hear the thunder and see the lightning crashing all around. It would light up the area that I lived at on the Tennessee River, and it was beautiful. To this day, if I close my eyes, I am transported to my patio, standing in the storm, feeling the wind all around me, the rain hit my face, how fresh the air smelled as it seemed to change with the wind, and how the thunder would start low and build until it reached its peak and released its roar. And knowing that in the Bible, thunder is described as the voice of God, I also recall how small I felt standing there and recalling the awesomeness of its power. I can only imagine that that must be what it's like to hear God's voice, to feel shaken to the core, humbled by his power when the authority of his words fall on you. How incredible it will be one day to hear his voice, to know that God cared about me, loved me, taught me, guided me, and created a purpose just for me to fulfill. Through this, I can see how people would speculate that this is why Jesus named James and John the sons of thunder. Thunder represented God's voice, and through God's word and his voice, there is authority. By assigning this name to James and John, it seems to imply he was giving them authority to speak, to continue to teach the lessons that he had taught them, to continue to show others about the faith and about his love that he had for them. John, the youngest apostle, was the only one not martyred. He actually died of old age. John's epistles, written late in his life, hint that he still possessed a fervency of spirit, especially in his denunciation of apostates and deceivers. He writes about this in the three books of John. However, in this writing, as you read through and learn more, you can tell that it's tempered with love. And how does he learn to temper his passion with love? Through his walk with Jesus, the lessons he learned and by experiencing the love of Jesus. Interestingly enough, later in life, he earned a new nickname, the Apostle of Love. That's certainly a far cry from a man who once wanted to rain down fire from heaven on a village. So what was his purpose? Just to name a few, he actually wrote books of the Bible, and he is an example as to how God can change your heart through love. John's brother James did not have the same outcome. He was actually the first apostle to be martyred. King Herod decided to arrest some of the believers, and James was among them. James's work was important as he went with Peter to spread the word of Jesus with boldness. And of course, Jesus would have known the nature someone would need in order to continue the work after he was gone. The purpose of James, I believe, was to show us courage. The courage that he had to fully live for something he believed in, and a willingness to sacrifice everything he had to live in that purpose. The life of James and John shows us that Jesus does know our nature. He finds the uniqueness in us all. With James and John, Jesus patiently worked with them to conform their temper, their passion, their boldness and courage to his will. And he will do the same for each of us. We learn from their life that courage in your purpose is a valuable asset and for them, it was a valuable asset to spread the word of God. At the same time, Jesus would also correct them or check them when they overstepped or went too far. It has to be tempered with love and grace. And we constantly need to make sure that our heart is in line with God's will for our life. So maybe you're still asking yourself, how can this apply to my kids today? And how I'm parenting them and preparing them for the future. 
it is difficult at times to let them emerge into the world because you want to protect them so much. However, as a parent, it's your job to make sure that they are ready to respond and live in their purpose. As we mature in our parenting skills, we understand that we must teach and guide them along the way and show them patience. He was certainly patient with the Sons of Thunder. And he knew that even with their passion, that he wanted to train them in a way that would guide them to their purpose. How did he do these things? It's because he had the knowledge of their heart within him. How as parents do we do this for our children? I would say we have the perfect example by looking at how Jesus interacted with his disciples. He valued their personalities. He valued the distinctiveness between them. And he set them up in a way to take over and continue on without him. And that's the same thing that we must do for our kids. And yes, thinking about that is very difficult. But as a loving parent, that is our job. By following the example Jesus gave us, looking into their heart with love, teaching them and guiding their passion, help them understand and listen for the voice of God, allowing them access to our inner circle, as Jesus did with James and John, so they can bear witness to our heart and love, with the sole purpose that they can move forward confidently, effectively, and fully in their purpose with authority. Interestingly enough, I think it's important to also note that they were aware of their nickname that he gave them. They carried that name with them every day they were with Jesus, but they also had a teacher who was willing to take the time to invest in them, to teach them how to utilize what he saw in them to fulfill their purpose. So when we speak our words to our kids, it's very important that we choose them wisely and that we invest the time to teach them how to use their life with purpose for him. I hope that you have enjoyed the conversation today and that you can tell from the two speculations we have that either or could have really been the true reason behind why God gave the Sons of Thunder their nickname. No matter what the case, it doesn't matter. It matters that we continue to seek his will for our life. Thank you for spending your time with me. Have a great day. Be safe, stay healthy, and as always, be you, because I'm taken. Hello, this is Andrea Holman. You're listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I wanted to share with you my mission today. My mission is to help others be authentic and grow, to find their Wake Up, Take a Minute moment and step out into their purpose. Remember, be you, I'm taken. This episode is sponsored by In His Hands Promotions and Ministries, helping others share their gifts and God's message of love. You can contact them at info.inhishands at gmail.com.